Jean, good morning, or is it good afternoon by you? Uh, it is good morning for me. Good morning as well. Uh, Harry Wilde is the new show. When did you actually film it? Oh, gosh, now you're asking me. Um, last summer, I believe. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but COVID has just been like, we. I don't, I don't I don't know. My life is flying so fast right now. And for some people, it slowed down. For me, it, it got super fast. But I was, I think, in, I was in Ireland last summer for four and a half months. That's where we filmed in Dublin. And when you came on board with the show, did you know outright that you were going to produce or is that a later on thing? Um, I was asked if I would like to be a producer on it. And um, since it was very much written for me and it was very much my show, um, you know, it, it made sense. And, uh, and I'm very glad, you know, because um, we got to talk about scripts. We got to talk about different characters. We, you know, we, um, uh, you know, we, we got, I got involved in casting um, and it, it, it really helped being a producer as well, but I was not the nuts and bolts producer. No, I was not, you know, making sure everyone showed up and hiring and firing and doing the money. I was just there, you know, bringing more Harry to it and, um, and, uh, coming up with uh, ideas and, um, you know, having fun on the set, really. I think, you know, the most important thing that an actor can do when you are the lead in it and you're there every day is to set the tone. Mm -hmm. And the tone was set with this fabulous, fabulous material, incredible uh, crew and amazing directors who had the best I mean, pretty much everyone that's in Harry Wilde is a star in their own right in Ireland or somewhere. I mean, they're they're unbelievable. So we got really lucky. And I I just, you know, I was there just saying, hey, welcome. How, you know, what can we do together? How can we make this even better? And and they love the fact that I like to work, you know, as a team. You bring value. That's what I was trying to like concisely say. <laughs> that's well, what you bring to the table, value. Well, I don't know about that, but, you know, sometimes you get younger ones who it's like their first job and, and when no one's looking, you whisper them and say, this is how you do it. And you go, oh, really? thank you. Oh, thank you. you know, and, and uh, we used to do this thing called the freebie, which is when the director says we got it and I go, maybe there's something else left in the tank. Can we just do one more? So we, we had a freebie culture. <laughs> well, the last thing I want to ask you before I let you go is earlier this month, we saw you in a show on Netflix called Guardians of Justice, which you filmed with Adi Shankar and starred Diamond Dallas Page, the wrestling hall of famer turned entrepreneur. Did you actually get to see that show? Because I believe you filmed it like six, seven years ago. It took a while to come out. I have, I still haven't seen it. I've seen the clips of me green screen that I remember doing. I mean, I just, all I remember is they put a ridiculous wig and makeup on me that was, and I had no idea what I was doing other than the dialogue and how they said this character was and I did my best and went away and never heard about it again until suddenly I am supposedly starring. Am I any good? Am I all right? You're fantastic. It's funny to see you and Dallas directly acting at each other, but not being in the same room clearly. I I, I plead enormous amount of ignorance on all of this. You just have to tell me, is, is the show any good? It is a very interesting take on action and comic books, but it's also very heady, ahead of its time, political. It's. I hope you'll eventually see. You'll be stuck on a long plane and you'll have to watch it, right? Well, okay. If you tell me it's worth watching, I will. I, I you know, I, all I know is that at that time, my manager said, 
oh my God, you have to do this. I said, why? He said, because I'm a comic book nerd and this is super, super cool and you will be happy about it. So I went, okay. I, I, I did the same thing with uh, Smallville. I had no idea what that was either. So, and apparently um, I died well. So they- <laughs> well, the bottom line is this, Harry Wilde, great show, Guardians of Justice. You'll tell me if it's a great show. Loved you on Kaminsky Method and really looking forward to whatever is coming next from you in the near future. Thank you so much. Outrocast. Thank you so much for doing this. Longtime fan, and we'll get into that. But the girl from Plainville, you're playing a very polarizing character. How much research did you actually do on the news story and the attorney yourself? So I followed the case in real time back in the day, and then I watched the HBO doc before this was a series. And then when I got the offer for this, I rewatched the documentary again. And then when I said yes to this, I watched the doc again. So I've, I've watched the doc a few times. Um, uh, and my reaction to the case has changed wildly since I was first following in real time. I think in Real time, I I was seduced by the headlines and the sort of um, you know titillation of it all. Sure. Um, and then seeing the doc, I I found myself much more sort of horrified because it, it felt like it's these two children um, who are, are I felt empathy for both of them. And then doing the series sort of deepened that and, and made me empathetic for all involved. So um, yeah, I think I was really seduced at the beginning, unfortunately. And um, I am I'm very glad that I had to have my mind changed. Were you able to get any feedback from Katie Rayburn about how she feels about your portrayal? I didn't, and uh, I wasn't able to talk to her, but I also, uh, they were pretty clear with me that this is a jumping off point, not a a direct mimic of Katie Rayburn. Um, You know, all we have of Katie is her courtroom scenes and her Mm -hmm. press conferences, and that is a performance in itself. So it is not necessarily who she is behind the scenes or what she's crafted something because that is a part of her job. There's performance aspect. Um, So I think she should take comfort that this is not a direct representation of her. Um, And while we share a name, it is in the spirit of versus direct. But you're now prepared for the next time you have to play a legal professional because you got to do that side of it. So I guess less research the next time you're playing an attorney, right? Yeah, for sure. There's a first wives club quote that's basically like, there are three roles for women, babe, district attorney and driving Miss Daisy. And I have entered district attorney. Yeah, well, when I said before outright upfront, big fan, you're the worst top 10 all-time favorite show in our household, and you were responsible for a large part of that. Now, that character that you played in that, not so far off from who you play on The Boys, did that ever lead to you being pigeonholed where you always, they assumed like, oh, okay, she's this tough character in real life too, that's all she can do? Well, I would argue that Dretchen is nowhere near a Nazi, so I do think there's some differences. Fair. Um, a drunk maybe, but not a Nazi. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think that there's a certain, you get hired to do the thing you're good at because people, there's a lot of money on the line and people want to make sure that you can do it. And so, um, the offers or things that I might have gotten in the past are similar to 
previous roles because that's been sh that's a proven entity, right? Yeah. It's much more unusual to get an offer for something very different like this. And that's why I sort of had to jump on this opportunity is like, I couldn't believe that they were asking me to do it. Because um, I was like, what have they seen that makes them think that I could do that? Like normally I'm, yeah, hopped up on cocaine or um, killing people while flying <laughs> in terms of the two most uh, visible things that I've done. Um, but yeah, there's always that danger, but I'm also not a celebrity. So it doesn't come into my mind as much. You know, there are people who are so identified with things that they can't get away from it. And that's a blessing and a curse. Whereas I, I feel like I'm sort of a journeyman actor and hopefully I'll get to work forever in many different things because nobody necessarily knows me. <laughs> I think you're selling yourself a little short with that. But in Wolf of Wall Street, it was kind of a background subdued role where you didn't lose your cool. And we've seen you excel in comedic roles, in dramatic roles. And this role as Katie Rayburn, totally different as well. Is there a kind of role that you haven't gotten to do yet that you're still hoping that somebody will write for you or you get to write for yourself? I would love to do like a like a turn of the century period piece or uh, I love fantasy. Like I read a lot of fantasy and um, I feel like that would be a really fun thing to do. And just, I mean, The Boys is sort of the closest that I've had to that, uh, but I would love to do something like that. Um, and yeah, we'll see. I have, I feel like everything will come in its due time. And, you know, if it doesn't, I'll uh, retire young. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at your IMDb page, like there's three shows ahead. You know, the girl from Plainfield is, is down there a couple of entries. So it seems like there's that stuff. There's whatever's on the, the deadline.com embargo that you're not allowed to talk about. When did you actually film the girl from Plainville? We filmed The Girl from Plainville like September through December of last year. So this is a very quick turnaround. Flatch, which is out now, Welcome to Flatch on Fox, uh, is basically we shot one day of the pilot in March 2020 on March 17th and got shut down and then filmed the series. We ended February 2021 and mm -hmm. then it came out March 2022. So that was like a two year process which is a very long process. So everything's coming out right now, but we're shot over many different time periods. It's just because of COVID, I think things got all move around schedule wise. And it just so happens everything's coming out like this month. Lucia, okay, got you again. Well, two quick, you're the worst questions and then you're free. And the first one is, I asked Henry Rollins in an interview about his cameo and you're the worst and he didn't remember taping it. Was that an entirely remote thing or was he actually on the set? That was a remote thing. And I think it was, we had somebody else on set but didn't get to them in time as well. Like there was supposed to be, I think it might've been Travis Barker. <laughs> And I think he was like there for a couple hours and like we were behind and he had to go. And I think then they did Henry Rollins. Don't tell him he was second choice. <laughs> punk rock is punk rock. And the last question I have is Ben Folds, that show helped reinvent him in a way. Any recollection of any of that was improvised with Ben Folds? We didn't do a lot of improv on that show in general. And I don't think Ben did any improv. <laughs> I think Ben was like, I'm going to do the thing that I'm supposed to do. But he was also really fun to have around. I think I have a 
um, a couple videos of him like randomly playing piano during breaks and he was so lovely. And um, it was definitely one of those things, I'm working with uh, Leon Bridges right now and everything in my power not to sing his songs. And the same thing happened with Ben Folds. We'd be on set and I would just suddenly be like, anyway, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> you know, like I couldn't help it. Um, it happens. But the bottom line is I'm looking forward to whatever's coming next from you, whether it's funny or it's not funny. And congratulations on this great role. You did your homework and it shows. Thank you so much. Thank you, Aya. Hi, is it good morning or good afternoon where you are? Oh, it's uh, yeah, no, we're uh, we're still in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm usually an EST person. Today, it's the PST. In okay, yeah. Am I getting you from LA? Yes, I'm in LA. Yeah. Now, not originally an LA person. When did you move out there? Well, you know, I was born in Pennsylvania when I and and I moved out here when I was about three years old. So, uh, you know, kind of a kind of an LA person um, in, in the respect that I've lived here most of my life but uh yeah the wikipedia kind of stuff says you went to performing arts high school is that correct or that's totally incorrect yeah no, <laughs> that's funny um <laughs> that is true i went to uh la county high school for the arts um it was you know it was one of the only you know sort of good public school scenarios we had during that time way back thousands of years ago yeah. um and uh i was fortunate enough to to be accepted. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it really changed my life. It was a really positive experience for sure. Not many actors have that thing to say, like that positive experience about school. So it's, it's a good thing that you do and you did. Yeah. And you were working like within a couple of years of going to high school. When did it officially yeah. feel like it was a career as opposed to role to role for you? Um, you know, that, that's interesting. I, I, uh, I was really reluctant. Um, I, I, I came out, I, like acting wasn't necessarily going to be the thing, but it just kept, oh. it kept work, it kept working. And as I, as I, you know, over the years, I, I, be, I really became, really became, fell in love w with the work. And, um, you know, I feel like my career is always evolving. It's constantly changing. And uh, I think uh, I would be, <laughs> I'd be foolish to think otherwise um, that I, you know, it, there's, it is a, uh, an ever evolving process and um, I'm just grateful to have, you know, a job, you know, as they, as they come. So um, it, at this point in my life, I feel like, yeah, I, I pretty much had to commit to it being my one and only. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think the career is now. <laughs> the career is now. I, when I, before I ask you about Girl from Plainview, Plainville yeah. and all that, I said Plainview because being from Long Island, New York, I'm just used to oh, yeah. Plainview all the time. Sure. Plainville, Girl from Plainville, great yeah. show, limited series on Hulu. But before yeah. I get to that, when I go through your credits, some mm -hmm. of the early stuff at the time must have been like, a, ugh, and then it became like, cult favorites later on like d2 starship right. starship <laughs> troopers 40 days and 40 nights mm. never was there a weekend where that wasn't on comedy central at some point <laughs> were you proud of these things early on or were those just jobs before you started being a real in-demand actor where they went we want the kai lennox thing oh the kai lennox thing yeah, no, they were all, they were all great. Uh, I mean, to be honest, like I had, uh, you know, D2 was, was uh, so much fun. You know, you got to play hockey all the time and everybody was just really, you know, it was, it was great. It was a great way to sort of kick things off. Um, and again, I just feel like, 
any opportunity to work um, is is a you know is is a blessing really like it's really just getting to work as an actor is is really uh you know a, a wonderful thing so i you know there every project is a learning experience and i definitely uh feel like i got um to sort of cut my teeth on you know some films that i think you know still uh, you know people come up to me and and say you know like that movie really you know had an impact on my life you know and and that's cool like that's a really that's a really great feeling well as promised, girl from Plainville, not Plainview, Plainville, yes. <laughs> um, based on a true story. And some actors kind of go all in with mm-hmm. reading everything they can possible on earth, speaking to everybody involved. And other people go, I'll, I'll just see the script and take it from there. Which yeah. one were you with prepping for this role as David Carter? Well, uh, you know, so we had just an incredible amount of research. Um, I think Jesse Barron's article in Esquire, um, Aaron Lee Carr's uh, documentary, I Love You Know Die, uh, were just, they just, there was just so much there. Um, And Liz Hanna and Patrick McManus wrote scripts that were uh, just so full um, that um, there wasn't a lot of need to venture beyond that. And honestly, there isn't a lot of information about the Carters out there. And so we pretty much had to rely on those sources to, uh, you know, to do the best we could at sort of piecing together um, the sort of the, you know, the the story of, of this family and the dynamics that existed. Um, so that was, that was really, you know, and we were really fortunate to have all of those resources. I think it's, it's really tough. Um, you know, I, you know, initially I was like, oh, I hope, I hope we're able to, I'm able to, you know, um, you know, bring some sort of depth and, and, uh, you know, maintain uh, a level of integrity with um, portraying this person. Um, Mm -hmm. But ultimately, because we, because it is dramatized and there are some fictionalized, you know, aspects to the story, Mm -hmm. uh, we were, you know, we were allowed to, um, to sort of inhabit in our the best way possible um, these characters with the material that we had at our um, disposal. So it's a unique scenario being based on a true story. But in general, are you method? Are you one of those people that over prepares? Um, I I would say yeah. If I have the opportunity to get um, as you know unearth as much information as possible, I, you know I I hesitate to to say I'm one. Uh, you know I use one technique or another, I, I will mm-hmm. pull from all, you know, all resources, uh, whatever, whatever helps. But yeah, I think the more information you have, the more specificity you have, uh, as an actor, it only, it only enhances your ability to live authentically within the given circumstances. But at the same time, are you, when they say cut, are you able to go back to your normal human being self within 30 yeah. seconds? Or is it a, don't talk to me for the next 48 hours. I yeah. am harder. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I think, um, yeah, I think I've, I've become more, I'm more comfortable with, with really uh, investing in the script and, and, and uh, letting that be the, the thing that drives it. So I can't have a life. I have to have returned to my family and stuff. So, <laughs> but, uh, but I do, I mean, I, I totally admire people who are able to hold on to something uh, like that, that kind of truth for, or, you know, duration of a project. I think that's really, uh, it's like, you know, being a superhero in some ways. And then in this particular project, was it a traditional audition or had you worked with somebody before and they went, Kai's the person we want? 
Uh, no, it was a traditional audition. Um, I had worked with Lisa Chilidenko on Unbelievable, but um, I found out later that wasn't the reason I got the job. But uh, but that being said, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, I tape, you know, pandemic style auditions are now pretty much all on tape. So I taped myself and um, sent it in and um, lo and behold. Um, but yeah, man, it was one of those, it was one of those, those jobs that I felt, you know, uh, I was, I, I felt a lot of connection to, and I was, you know, I was really pleased to find out that I got to work on it or I was going to get to work on it. So a lot of films, most people don't realize a lot of TV shows have mm. different groupings of filmings, meaning like we're going to film 10 days. Mm. Oh, we need to do reshoots or, Oh, we're going to do the second batch in the next location. When did you actually wrap on this series? Uh, we, I think my last day was December 17th or something or December 18th. Um, mm. we start, we started in August. Uh, we, yeah, we started early early August or August of uh, 2021 and uh, finished in December. So that is one of the quicker turnarounds that I've heard in doing interviews, you know, more days than not. I've been getting a lot of uh, four years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's really incredible. I, I worked on a film um, just recently that uh, premiered at Sundance called God's Country with Tandy Way Newton directed mm -hmm. by Jillian Higgins. And that was a conversation that I think was, you know, close to three years um, before it was, you know, finally realized we had pandemic shutdowns and, um, but, you know, def we, we, uh, we defied the odds. Uh, we made it, um, we were able to finish that film and it did premiere at Sundance, which was really, really, really great. Got it. Well, winding down to the last few questions here mm -hmm. and these, if, if the correct answer is shut up Darren next question we can, <laughs> we can do that. and okay. uh, a lot of people of your stature they're not allowed to say what the next project is until deadline.com or the Hollywood reporter says what it is. <laughs> are you allowed to say what the next thing is or is it all about the girl from Plainville oh it's all about the girl from Plainville right now <laughs> okay <laughs> next question uh do any photos of you and Annie Lennox exist <laughs> no, uh, no, I have no relation to Annie Lennox, although I will say I, uh, I had a, my stepmother was British and in, we used to get phone calls at our house sometime in the 80s because we were in the white pages, last name Lennox, and she would pick up the phone and they wouldn't let her get off the phone because they were convinced it was her. So, but no relation. There you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of music, favorite band of all time. Do you have one? Wow. Uh, favorite band of all time. You can just say Van Halen and we can move on. <laughs> it's actually, oddly enough, it's not Van Halen. Um, wow. That's, I don't think I could, I could land on just one. I'm the a, stock answer people usually give is the Beatles, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course. <laughs> and then uh, the last thing I want to know is going down your list of credits. You've been able to pull off comedy, very meaty, dramatic roles. Is there a mm -hmm. kind of role that you haven't been able to do yet that you're still hoping you'll get the call for yourself? You will write. Yes, uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like um, there's definitely a lot that I would I would love to explore. Um, you know, I, I would like to return to comedy a bit. Um, I think at some point, I feel like I've, I found my way down a path of uh, very intensely dramatic 
um, projects. Sure. And, and um, you know, I've, I even have family members like kind of going like, when are you going to find your way back to the, <laughs> the funny stuff? Um, so who knows? We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm just keeping my, uh, you know, trying to stay open and accepting to whatever comes my way. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that next role, thank whatever you. it is, but I really thank you for the time and the many years of great work that you've oh, put onto that screen. Graham, first, how are you doing today? Good day aside from having talked to media people. Yeah, good. I'm in Thailand at the moment. So I just, it feels, I feel, I feel weird because it's so strange doing press for a hotel room. It's quite strange. Well, just Jet doing lag. press on Zoom. Strange. Yeah, you're in, you're there. I'm in New York. Are you in the UK right now, Gamma? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a, <laughs> a sensational place that I can report from. Um, yeah, I'm in the UK. Three people, three continents, three time zones, etc. So really want to appreciate, express appreciation for the opportunity to speak with all of you. This is a great, great show. Um, Rianne, when you first got the script, did you get the whole script for every episode or did you just get one or two sides when you were cast in the role? I think just sides. I don't think I'm as res- I don't think I'm res- like respected enough in the industry to be sent everything yet. Um, uh, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I I was just sent sides, but I could see like Stephen attached and and all the kind of big talk and BBC and Amazon, and I kind of knew that was all in the mix. So it it just felt like such an exciting project, and you could feel from just the sides that it was gonna be great like everything Stephen does is great I don't think he's ever had a dud so it's like it felt like great opportunity yeah the office hello ladies fighting with with my family yeah Yeah. Yeah. when Stephen does it you know it's gonna be funny but also have heart Agama do you Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite Stephen related project besides the outlaws no no not really I'll I'll um no, I love everything that he does. I love everything. I, I, I only recently watched Fighting with My Family. Um, and I would I'll probably say if I had to choose, I'd choose that only because that's the most recent thing that I've watched. But um, yeah, no nah, man, everything that he touches is is just he touched the gold. So I'm a fan of it all. And then same same question that I asked your co-star before back at you. Did you just have a couple of sides when you got the role, or do we now learn that you got more of this more of the script than she did? <laughs> <laughs> um no 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 I, I got I got some sides I got I got um yeah I got some sides yeah I'm gonna leave it there <laughs> <laughs> well this like uh I mentioned Stephen's projects are always simultaneously funny and dramatic and have a little bit of an action to them we didn't quite see that in the office per se but this one we do um, Rand, did you have to do any special training related to the action sequences or the action in general of this show? That's such a question. I mean, I, for the first, for the opening sequence of me running through the shopping center, I, it was shot over like two nights in a, in a shopping center. And I like was demand, like the producers were like, get in a bath, <laughs> hot water and Epsom salt. Cause like, I would go from just standing still to sprinting with like a motorbike with a camera on the back to film me. And it was just like, I didn't expect suddenly running to be to like 
destroy my legs in such an intense it was so fun I love doing like running scenes and like getting that right but it was just like man like the body's not built to just like run on like nothing it like my oh at least my body is not built to run on like nothing there was lots of Harry Bows consumed uh, Harry Bows <laughs> and Epsom salt that's a fantastic yeah. combination and my last question I'll throw it to Gamba first and then Rianne does anyone in the set have a good Christopher Walken impression or is that on the list of don't ever do that within 10 feet of him? I, yeah. I wouldn't I think do that's it. what it was. Yeah, I, <laughs> I literally, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Outrocast.